Hello and welcome to Career Conversations, brought to you by the Monash Health Science Society. My name is Cindy. My name is Kazan. And we will be your co-hosts for today's show. Through this podcast, we will be exploring different careers in health. Before we start, we'd like to acknowledge the people of the Kulin Nations whose land we're meeting on today, and we pay our respect to the traditional owners of the land on which everyone is listening. We pay our respects to their Indigenous elders, past, present and emerging, and acknowledge their continual connection to the land and waters. Today, we are joined by the wonderful Cherry, who graduated from the Bachelor of Public Health Science at Monash University and completed her Master of Public Health at University of Melbourne. She's now completing her second master's, specializing in clinical audiology. Welcome, Cherry. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very pleased to be here. Please tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, Okay, so I actually grew up in Hong Kong. I'm very proud to say I can speak three languages. Um, so I'm one of those people who loves to dabble in many different things. So I've got an extensive background in art and I also chose science subjects as my electives back in high school. So I guess it was extremely difficult for me to decide what to study at uni. So I thought choosing um, health science, you know, a broad health degree might be a good start. Great, thanks for that. Um, Could you tell us a bit about your journey from your uni days in undergrad to your master's degree? And what inspired you to pursue an undergraduate degree in public health sciences? And then also, why did you study a master of public health after? Yeah, absolutely. So um, before I answer these, I've also got a question for you guys. So do you happen to remember the WHO definition of public health? Really? I don't know. Cindy? <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, so... Wait, I think I remember... That's all right. So just allow me to but, refresh yeah, your memory. Me. So public health is defined as the art and science of preventing disease, prolonging life, and promoting health through the organised efforts of society. So I guess that has already explained clearly why I chose to stay in health science for three years. So um, in my final year of UD, I have seen people around me doing the summer scholarship program at the Alfred. Um, Some of my friends were offered um, full-time position after completing um, their placements. But then I chose to focus on myself because, you know, comparing with others is such a waste of time. So I sat down with a pen and a piece of paper, um, wrote down the things that I enjoyed throughout the course, as well as my future goals. So biostatistics was on top of my list and I spent a bit of time to learn about the role as a biostatistician. So I came across this video of a lady saying about being being a biostatistician is a way of experiencing the different areas of medicine without being a medical doctor. So I emailed the unit coordinator of my biostats unit and see if I could gain more insight um, interviewed from her. So she did reply me back and said her colleague is an expert in the field and happy to meet me in person to discuss further about it. Um, I was pretty shocked when I first met her because she is literally the lady that I saw from the video. 
um, such a small world, isn't it? So um, after having a chat with her, I enrolled into um, Marcel Public Health and specialising in biostats and epidemiology. Yeah. Nice to know that. Um, in regards to your Master of Clinical Audiology, give us a little bit background about it. What exactly is this course about? How did you become interested in this field? Um, yep, so it is a two-year full-time degree, which only six universities in Australia are offering this program. Um, I'm currently in my first year and we have been learning about acoustics, anatomy, pathology, um, different hearing and balance assessments, um, hearing devices and rehab and speech perception. So um, next year we'll be allocated to work on a research project. And um, due to the pandemic, all our in-house clinical placements have been moved to online. So um, not so many people know about this, but I was actually involved in a car accident about a month before my MPH graduation. So I noticed that I had a um, temporary hearing loss and needed to ask people to repeat themselves like most of the time. So you have no idea how many times people roll their eyes at me during the conversation. So um, some healthcare professionals even questioned my ability to understand simple English. So um, all of a sudden I thought, you know, if visual impairment can be normalized, then why not hearing loss? Um, so that's how I become um, interested in audiology field and would like to explore a bit more about it. Yeah. It's a really interesting backstory. Thanks for sharing that with <laughs> us. Um, or next question, what have you enjoyed most about studying these courses and what have been your favourite subjects and why? Um, so I mentioned earlier that biostats and FP were my favourite in my undergrad. Then uh, in MPH, I really enjoyed um, studying bioethics. Um, so bioethics plays a very important role in public health. It focuses on like reflecting and shaping the well-being of individuals, uh, population and community. So um, I guess it's, it can potentially be influenced to create better health. And I love how we have people with diverse backgrounds. And it is very interesting that we could also learn and compare the healthcare systems. So right now, hearing devices and rehab would be one of my favorite subjects. So um, everyone has different hearing journey and they may have different target listening sources. And our role is obviously having the skills to perform the audiological assessment. And we also gather information just as um, their hearing difficulties as well as their, the client's goals to help us to decide and inform the management options. So um, I think apart from the hearing aids, there are a number of listening strategies to meet the client needs. So I guess that's like very interesting for me. Awesome, thanks for that. Um, so next, how did you prepare for postgraduate entry? Um, were there any special interviews or tests or anything that could make your application more appealing and was it competitive? Um, in terms of the preparation I just did exactly the same thing as many other people did so um, nothing really outstanding. Um, there weren't any special interviews for me however I heard that the faculty has made some changes for the entry requirement that I'm not really sure um, and I guess 
maybe having my MPH degree and a variety of volunteer experience could potentially make my application stand out. Um, I also think it was competitive because there were 365 applications in total and only 70 of us got in. So the acceptance rate would be like 20%. Yeah. Wow, that's very competitive. <laughs> Are there any other opportunities such as being involved in research or an internship that you've been involved with as part of your studies? Yeah, um, as I mentioned earlier, I'm an active volunteer worker. So I've got the opportunity to volunteer in Vanuatu with um, Involvement Volunteers International early last year. It was a public health slash nutrition outreach project. So um, in Vanuatu, the majority of deaths are caused by non-communicable diseases, which can be prevented. So in particular, the prevalence of diabetes ranks six globally. So the aim of the project is health promotion and free assessment about nutrition and healthy lifestyle in the prevention of the diabetes and other um, non-communicable diseases. So throughout the two-week visit, we conducted three um, health assessments such as blood pressure and blood glucose checks at the local community hall and clinics. Great, thanks for sharing that. Um, what are the career pathways after completing your audiology course? Um, so after completing the degree, we actually need to complete a year of clinical internship with an accredited member of Audiology Australia. So there are a wide range of opportunities with audiology, such as um, in the prevention, diagnosis and treatment of hearing and balance disorders. So um, I guess some people will work closely with um, the ear, nose and throat specialist, ENT, um, maybe in the hospital, private clinics, like cochlear implant clinics or occupational hearing programs. So are you working right now in this field? Um, well, I'm actually working at a radiology clinic just as a medical receptionist. Okay, so what is your favorite part of your current job? Um, my favorite thing about the current job would be how supportive the work environment is. And the nature of my job allows me to learn how to build rapport with patients, uh, which is the most important skills as a clinician. Um, what was your career path like? Has your journey been windy? Um, so I initially wanted to be a researcher, um, specifically analysing and interpreting data. Um, but after volunteering in Vanuatu and also what I've been through, I decided to be an audiologist. Cool. Um, so what's a typical day or week like for you? Um, so I actually normally get up at 5.30 in the morning and start practising yoga. Um, and for uni, we normally have um, four-hour live lectures on Monday and also other recorded lectures. So I like to get, like, like to complete all of them early in the week and then followed by different tutorials and pracs. Then on Wednesday, we have an hour weekly presentation, um, which is allow the student to share interesting clinical experiences within the cohort. 
Um, so it could be anything, for example, like any challenging situation or things that you learn from the supervisor or fellow students. Um, then on Thursday and Friday, we can sign up for any type of clinical placements. And yeah, that's pretty much how my weekdays look like. And then I work on Saturday. So really Sunday is my only day off. Seems like a lot of our interviewees really stick to a schedule and um, seems like waking up early in the morning is also a high priority for people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Get more things into your day. Um, so next question, what is your advice for current public health and health science students? Um, so I do have some advice, but I'm not sure if they work for everyone. Um, so you know how we have so many guest lecturers in each semester, right? So I love to put down their roles, um, which organisation they're representing, um, like on a separate notebook. So I can always come back and read it and see which one is appealing to me. Um, so I guess it's a good idea if you haven't figured out like your career pathway. Um, and that is actually also, a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe always check your student emails because you'll be surprised that there are so many useful resources in uni and just use them wisely. Um, and other thing would be if somebody offers you an opportunity and you aren't really sure about it, just take it. Like, don't be afraid to try something new. Um, even if you haven't reached a certain requirement or whatever, just give it a go. I have got another question before I ask my next question. Um, you talk about the prac. You mentioned prac in your typical Tay question. What was it like? Could you? Oh, uh, so the prac that? is usually practical work that you get to, you know, like practice with your uh, peers, such okay. as um, doing some role plays as a patient and also yeah. like the clinician, and also practicing your um uh like the t uh hearing test um skills yeah that sort of stuff so it's kind of like a scenario like role play yeah yeah so it's not like face to face like you see the real patient like it's not like uh that. no yeah um with the mph at monash um quite a lot of it is like self-study is that what it was like at Melbourne Uni or was it more um, in classes and being taught face to face because I mean I'm I'm in my first year now so I've never mm -hmm. experienced the MPH um the way it is normally but from what I understand at probably like half the classes you do block days where you go in nine to yeah. five for two days yeah, and then same. after that okay all right Wait, so MPH is a on-campus course, right? Or off-campus? It's on-campus. On-campus, um, yeah. For Monash, it's at the Alfred Hospital. Where is it at for Melbourne? Oh, it's just like the um, main campus. Okay. Yeah. Is it affiliated with a hospital? Um. Well, it well not really, to be honest, because um, I know some people um, – so we actually have like a capstone project so you can choose either research um, a placement or just doing an elective so um, yeah I don't 
recall anything that we have to do in the hospital. So yeah. Okay. I I actually I don't think we I think it's just the classes are in the classrooms at the hospital, but I don't think I think it's just um because Alfred um part of it is uh research work mm-hmm. so. I think it's just convenient for the lecturers who are doing research at the Alfred to then just walk to the next building where mm-hmm. we're all sitting to give their lecture. Um, tell us about the majors that you do at Melbourne, like what you're able to choose. Because with the MPH at Monash, you are able to do a research stream, which can lead you to a PhD, or you can choose a major. Um. So basically you don't really need to choose a major. They kind of have um, like different streams that you can follow their study plan. Um, so maybe in the middle of um, your course, if you don't really like that, you can just kind of choose a different electives. So, but I think comparing Monash and Melbourne, they're pretty much the same, like, you know, specialization. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, I think for Melbourne, they actually, because I think the day before my course started, they emailed me saying, oh, you've got, you've got some credit points from your previous degree, so you can um, skip one semester. So I actually completed um, within one and a half year, whereas some of my friends who did in Monash, they have to do like a whole two-year studies. So, yeah, that was one of the questions I'm going to ask. I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so wait, you tell me, I think you mentioned that you did um, the major in epidemiology and biostatistics, right? Yes. Yeah. So um, like what sort of elective or like unit you're doing? Like what do you learn from it? Um, Are you doing so research side or like other path? Um, well, I didn't do the research path because I only got one semester so um, in my second year so I thought I would do an elective instead um, so so I think my electives were like biostats, epi and linear and logistic regression where we have to um, play around with the software. <laughs> what kind of software like you did? Um, so we actually used Stutter. Oh Stutter. Yeah, I know this. It's quite complicated. (laughs) (laughs) I think at Monash, I've done the first year biostatistics class and we used SPSS. Mm -hmm. So that's interesting that it's different software that the two unis Mm -hmm. use. Wait, so do you get any opportunity to, like, the internship in Master of Public Health? Because I'm not sure if you mentioned that before. Um. So I think in order to get an internship, you have to have at least 80% like overall, like your score has to be, yeah. Is that through a unit that you do an internship or is that just to apply for external internships? Yeah. Um, that is for external internship um, in your final year. So you need to have at least 80% for placement and then 70% for the research project. Okay, interesting. 
I don't even know if this is coming as a first year Monash uh, MPH student who's never been on campus before. So I might not have all the full details, but yeah. I, I don't think we have internships through the university except for one unit that's in second semester that they just started this semester. So mm-hmm. semester two, 2020. Um, and I can't remember what it's called. So maybe we'll add it to the show notes or something. But if MPH current students are interested, it um, it's an internship where you get placed with domestic but also international governments and companies and you do health policy for those companies or governments. I don't, probably like local government, not like like the federal government. It's a bit intense, but yeah, I do know there's that opportunity, but um, that's that's a, you definitely need a WAM that's high as well. So similar to Melbourne Uni, what you described. Yeah. But that's part of the course, right? Yeah, yeah part of the course. So um, I'm going to ask my very last question. If I remember correctly, you were part of the committee members of MHSS before. What was your role and what did you uh, most enjoy about the society? Yes, so I was actively involved in the MHSS. Um, I was the events manager in my second year and marketing officer in my final year. And I was also the first year and second year student rep. Um, so I really enjoyed meeting people from different year level in MHSS because they totally understand like my current struggles and they were constantly teaching me something new. Um, yeah, and I just want to add one last thing before we wrap up. So like, you know, every year we organize career networking night and I always um, sit in the audience and, you know, low-key hoping one day I will be presenting confidently on stage and, I think this podcast has already given me this opportunity to share my story. So thank you so much for that. Of course, no problem. We love hearing from people who've graduated from the relevant degrees and seeing what they're doing now. It's even um, good advice just for us, the people interviewing, but we know that hopefully people are listening as well and they're definitely taking in what everyone's telling us, yeah. All right, um, that's all we have time for. Thanks, Cherry, for joining us today and sharing your experiences of university and your time in the workforce. No problem, it's a pleasure. Thanks for listening, everyone. This is our last episode for this season. Stay tuned and join us next season for more career conversations.